Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we're talking with inclusive fitness trainer Kristen Abendroth. She has a passion for working with both neurotypical and neurodiverse athletes, a former music educator with performance degrees from Ithaca College and the Crane School of Music. She taught in the elementary public school setting for nearly a decade. She's also an autism fitness certified pro and in addition to coaching, Kristen regularly participates in local road races and triathlons, you know, in her spare time. We love having her on the show this morning. Good morning, Kristen. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me, Kendra. Well, let's start with the why and how. Tell us a little bit about your background and why you decided to go into a career working with neurotypical athletes and families, mainly those who have autism. Yeah, so my background is actually in education. I have, um, as you mentioned, um, performance and education degrees in music And I taught for about a decade. I worked with all different um, types of students from kindergarten through 12th grade. Most of them were neurotypical, but I did work with a lot of neurodivergent students as well doing music therapy. Um, So I really feel a deep connection to the field of education um, and spent most of the beginning of my career as an educator and then had kids, slowed down a little bit, took a step back to raise them and then got into fitness and was an athlete myself and then got into coaching. That was kind of a natural progression for me. And um, as you said, started doing triathlons. I started doing more and more training and decided to make it a full-time career for myself. So I spent the past five years working for um, one of the nation's leading fitness franchises as both a coach, a head coach, and a studio manager. And that's actually how I met Greg Austin, who is my partner at Inclusive Fitness. He came to me about two years ago with this really great idea, and I was immediately covered head to toe in goosebumps. I said, Greg, Mm -hmm. this is something that I need to be a part of because it pulls together my background in education, my family history of being raised by teachers and special educators and just always having a tie to the neurodivergent community and also my love for, for, for working with people and my passion for fitness. So let's talk about inclusive fitness for a little bit because I, and I've mentioned this before for those listening, you know, I have three kids, I have two boys, both diagnosed with autism around age two. So 
I learned very quickly how to sort of manage and pivot and deal with all of the challenges that anyone who has a diagnosis of autism faces. But talk a little bit about inclusive fitness. What are the programs that you you offer? Who are the clients? What is it all about? So our philosophy is based in our desire to create healthy lifestyles for neurodivergent athletes and their families and their communities, because it's not just one athlete that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. We need to work to uh, create an ecosystem that surrounds that athlete that supports lifelong health and wellness. So our programming is going to look different for every single athlete. The majority of our athletes are neurodivergent. It's usually that family member who has, for example, autism or Down syndrome Mm -hmm. that gets the family in the door. But then we also work with parents and caregivers and siblings and other people who are part of that person's ecosystem to help support them and to help create small, sustainable goals and small steps toward reaching those larger goals. Really, whatever type of training works best for the athlete. The majority of our athletes work with us at our center in West Roxbury, usually once or twice a week. They'll come in for a 45-minute session. Um, Some athletes train by themselves. We also train small groups or families or pods. And then we also will have families who train with, um, for example, a mother and their child will train at the same time with their respective coaches, each of them getting a workout that's tailored for them. Um, We also offer virtual training. So we do have several athletes for whom coming into the center is not feasible right now. So we work Mm -hmm. with them virtually in um, small groups or as individuals as well. And how does the process work from beginning to end? So if somebody's listening right now and they're interested in working with Inclusive Fitness, they want to sign up or they have a family member that they want to sign up. How does the process work from start to finish if they want to start working with you guys? So they would start by visiting our website or by getting in touch with us um, by phone. And then I would actually be the one as the director of client experience to work with the family for the intake. So before the athlete even sets foot in the facility, we have a whole intake process where we um, learn a little about the athlete. We work with their parents and caregivers to learn how we can make this successful from their very first experience because this is really a partnership. Mm -hmm. Um, So just figuring out how we can facilitate that. And then they would come to the facility for a tour and a light assessment. That's where we get to know the athlete and their family a little better. We do a light assessment with the athlete, just essentially putting them through their first workout where we assess their physical, their adaptive, their cognitive profile. And then from there, we're able to work toward goal setting. So what is this athlete really good at? What are their goals? What are their needs? What are areas in which we can help support them and help work with their ecosystem so that everyone around them is modeling healthy lifestyle, healthy choices that will hopefully become sustainable over the course of their lifetime. So that's where we include, again, the parents, the siblings, caregivers, um, and even teachers, therapists, other specialists that work with the neurodivergent family member. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? You mentioned it briefly, the PAC profile, P-A-C. Talk a little bit about why that specific way of training and exercising is so important. So uh, having spent years training neurotypical athletes, um, you know, we have a training program and most of us will go in, you know, maybe we like the routine, maybe we don't. But for Mm -hmm. the most part, neurotypical athletes are able to participate in just about any exercise program. But when we start to look at the unique profiles of athletes who have autism or who have Down syndrome, not only are we looking at their physical 
strengths and capabilities. But we also need to take a step back and look at their cognitive profile, so how we can best teach them, how we can best communicate with them, and also their adaptive profile. Do they have any adaptive needs in terms of uh, potentially uh, sensory adaptations Mm -hmm. that we need to make? or any other specific adaptations just based on their own particular profile that can help them be more successful in their training sessions. When new clients come in and when they sign up, what do you think, what's the most common thing or issue that they need from you or for the programs? I'm always curious because I know, you know, what my kids would need or what my family would have as, as a really big challenge that we need help with. But what is the most common thing that, that people are facing when they come in and they seek out your help? I think for a lot of families, and especially more so now since we've, you know, we're coming out of a pandemic, um, most of our athletes are in their early to mid-teens, anywhere up to the, you know, 20s, 30s, but just living a little more of a sedentary lifestyle. Their parents, caregivers have the very best of intentions, but like all of us, sometimes we need help being motivated to work out. And a lot of parents come to us saying, okay, you know, my son really needs to move more mm-hmm. or my daughter, you know, really needs to be involved in a program that keeps her active. So that's where we really take a step back, look at the entire um, lifestyle of this athlete and say, okay, what do they need? Some of them come to us looking for weight loss. Um, some of mm-hmm. us, some come to us with uh, different goals that may be included in their IEP, right. working on things such as motor planning. Um, you know, physically. And then also we have lots of parents who come to us just saying, you know, I, I want my kids to have more experiences. And that's where we start to look at, okay, you know, the, the physical programming comes first, the athletic programming comes first, but then beyond that, are we able to work in small groups or be able to work with a family to make this a fun experience for our athletes? Do you have a time limit on how long somebody can stay with the program? Is it a set time frame, like a couple months, and then they sort of go back off on their own? Or is it endless? How does that work time-wise? So in terms of programming, we can, we can work with an athlete anywhere from their teenage years all the way through their life. So we do have oh, wow. athletes who are in their 50s and 60s. So there's really no such thing as aging out of the program. Wow, that's um, great. And we've found, you know, we've, we've been training athletes in our facility since the end of October. Um, we haven't really had anyone that's like, okay, you know, I'm good. I'm going to do my own thing. Right. We're finding that most of our athletes are really becoming involved in such a way that their parents and caregivers are saying, wow, this is, this is unique. I can't find this anywhere else. Exactly. And no, I, I agree. Where they're, yeah. Yeah. And where there may be skills that are transferable to other things, you know, you know, we may want to play soccer. We may want mm-hmm. to do triathlons. We may want to ride bikes. The right. training that we do um, is just fundamentally strengthening our athletes. The sky's the limit in terms of their progression. So we, we really don't have anyone yet who's been like, you know what, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go do my own thing. They stay. Wow. It's, a, it's a really fun program, and we love working with our athletes and seeing them grow and seeing them be ready for more sessions. You know, we've had a lot of athletes recently who have said, um, once, once a week is good, but I want to be here twice a week because I'm really seeing changes. No, it's, it is a great thing. And as I was reading up more up on the program, I was thinking exactly what you said in the beginning of this interview is there's never been anything like this before. How has nobody 
come up with this with with how common diagnosis like autism and any kind of a developmental delay is lately with with so many kids having the same kinds of challenges how has nobody come up with this before it's it's a genius idea and I, I actually was looking to possibly even get both of my boys involved because it is a great way and especially now during this pandemic that was my next question for you what has this been like for your clients for you for for all of those that you service through this pandemic i mean how how have you managed how did you manage during the shutdowns you know were people still looking to be in person i know that you know having young kids on the spectrum they they don't really understand sometimes social distancing and they don't know what it means to stay away so for them it's like life just keeps going on it just keeps functioning as normal so how did that how did that work for you guys you know, we've been remarkably fortunate in that we have a really fantastic space that allows us to provide socially distance opportunities for our athletes. So we can train with two or three different families or groups at one time, but not have them anywhere near one another in the space. Um, so from a physical standpoint, we're fortunate to have a big space. Mm-hmm. We also have the virtual capability. Several of our athletes have transitioned or are starting to transition from Zoom sessions to in-person sessions. Once more of us are being vaccinated, um, right. we're able to, you know, spend spend time with more people in enclosed spaces. Um, but it really has been remarkable because, as you said, you know, the many of our athletes don't, they, they understand that something is different and that mm-hmm. something has changed, but their needs haven't changed. Right. They still need right. to move. They still need to see people. They still need to communicate. Mm-hmm. And it's just been remarkable to see the amount of of interest, but also the high level of trust that we've built with our athletes and their families. They come into the space, they check it out, they're like, okay, I get it. I see what you're doing here. And it goes beyond, you know, we wear PPE, we have filters in the center, we, we sanitize the heck out of the place. So it's a clean, safe space, but it's more about building that trust. Like, we, we genuinely care about you. We want you to be safe. We want you to feel safe coming here. And it's it's just been remarkable to see the support that we've had. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And we've been talking with inclusive fitness trainer Kristen Abendroth about her work with neurotypical and neurodiverse athletes. Since April is Autism Awareness Month, we love hearing her story and how her work is changing the lives of so many families that have been affected by a diagnosis of autism. Kristen was also a former music educator who taught in elementary schools for nearly a decade. So let's get back to our conversation. You know, I want to switch gears for just a second and talk about music because I know you're a former music educator. You know, music is such a pivotal part of of a lot of people's lives, mainly those with autism. And I know firsthand, you know, my two boys, music is everything to them. And I can remember when they were still nonverbal, the speech therapist telling us to sort of sing daily routines. And it was just as important as physical activity for them and for us. You know, anything with the musical tune that could grab their interest was what we were supposed to do. And I'm curious to know what you think as a former musical educator. Why is music, why does it have such a strong connection with those who are neurodiverse? Because it's a form of communication that I think many of us who are, who are neurotypical kind of take for granted. You know, mm-hmm. we can sing a song, most of us can carry a tune, we listen to music on the radio. But when you have someone who has potentially some challenges communicating, It's just another tool. It's another language. So we have a lot of athletes for whom we find that uh, many of them are, some of them are Mm -hmm. non-speaking. We do have challenges communicating, but you can sing. 
You know, you can follow different different speech patterns, different rhythms, different patterns um, of melody that these athletes really kind of, of grab onto. Singing the directions and, and yes. having the athletes sing them back to us as they are doing that. It's just, it's really cool. It's, there's a lot of crossover there. What would you say is the biggest challenge that you face when you go into work every day? And then on the flip side, what's the biggest reward that you get from your work? Oh my gosh. Well, I, <laughs> so I will say I absolutely love what I do. I've, I love this more than any other job I've ever had. Um, I think from the day to day, I think what, what challenges me in a good way and tests me in a good way is getting to know who our athletes really are. These aren't always people who wear their heart on their sleeve. It mm-hmm. takes some time to build trust. Mm-hmm until they can kind of let it all hang out there and be who they are. Once you do earn their trust, it's that that confidence and that that loyalty and that sort of connection. You know, the challenge of working with an athlete who may have a profile that is a little more challenging. Maybe someone is non-speaking or maybe someone has behaviors that we need to to work around or to learn to manage so that we can get our work done in terms of fitness. Mm-hmm. And it's just making those, those little gains like, wow, we, we made it through two sets of this exercise today. That's huge. I know a lot of people who have children or they have a family member who's been diagnosed with you know, autism or any certain developmental delay, and they're afraid to have their child or family member do an organized physical activity. You know, A lot of times they're afraid of the unknown. They're worried about how they're going to react with other people, and they just don't know. So what advice would you have, or, or I guess, can you explain how important it is to be active and why... It's so important, not just for somebody on the spectrum, but in general, just for our mental well-being to be moving and and physically active. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think, you know, again, coming out of a pandemic, we've been a little more sedentary. So Mm -hmm. there's never been a more important time, I think, in our lives for us to really put our health and wellness at the very top of our list of things to do at the very top of our list of priorities. And it's one of our fundamental beliefs at Inclusive Fitness is that we always presume competence. So we have a lot of athletes who will come in, yeah, who will come in for the first time and mom or dad will say, you know what, she doesn't like to work out. I've never seen her work out. And then after a couple of sessions together, they're pushing a sled or they're doing dumbbell presses or they're power walking or jogging on the treadmill. Wow. It's just that presumption of competence. Like, yes, you can do this. I like if that. there's something you can't do, I'll let you show me that. I'll let you tell me that. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I'm going to, to presume that you can, that you are capable. And more often than not, our athletes really surprise us in terms of what they're capable of. And their parents, caregivers are often just in awe. Like, I had no idea that he or she could do that. I love that. I'm going to I'm going to steal that from you and use that. I like that. That's a great but it's a great way to think and a way to be. I mean, we are in tough times right now and especially for, you know, families that have challenges already throwing on, you know, a pandemic has definitely not made it easy, but thank goodness there are people like you out there in programs like Inclusive Fitness that offer this because it's it is so important. Um, and this kind of goes into my next question for you. You know, you have teenagers in your house, you have kids, and you're a super active person. Are your kids as active as you are? And what do they think about the work that you do every day? I'm sure they're proud. I mean, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I haven't met you yet. But, <laughs> Thank I mean, you. What do they Thank think you. of this? Yeah, so we have, we have two who are um, two in college and then two who are home. Wow. And it's interesting. My son is the athlete. 
he is very involved in inclusive fitness. He has been coming since the beginning. He loves working with our athletes. He's just one of those people, you know, some people get it. Right. He's one of those people that even from a young age, he just gets it. He's just got that ability to communicate with people, whether it's verbally, non-verbally. So he's, he's there a lot. He works with our athletes and it's just as a parent, it's so cool to see because I am obviously so committed to this community, this population, but I've, two neurotypical kids. So to see my son come in and be like, yeah, mom, they're people, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just makes me so proud as a parent. Um, and then my daughter, it's interesting, you know, you think you have kids, they're going to be just like you. My, it's tough to motivate my daughter to move. Mm. She prefers art and music and writing. And she, I mean, she's a fantastic kid. Yeah. Um, but I also, as a parent, you know, it's a struggle to motivate my kids to get up and do something, to go out and ride their bikes Same. when there are so many things that keep them inside. It's mm-hmm. so easy to say, okay, here's your phone, here's your iPad. And I think a lot of our parents would, would echo the same thing, whether their athlete is neurotypical or neurodivergent. Right. There are a lot of distractions that keep us a, less active than we need to be. No, I agree. And I, my daughter, same thing. She's 10 years old. And I, I bought her some roller skates. I was buying all of these sort of throwback things that I did as a kid because, you know, nobody was inside. Everybody was outside, played till the streetlights came on. And, you know, she looked at me mm-hmm. the first day like, well, you want me to do what? You want me to go outside and do what? But, but she, now she goes every day when she gets off the bus from school and she's outside, even if it's for 20 minutes, doing her own thing. Even I said, even if you're roller skating by yourself and I'm just sitting outside watching you, it's movement. It's getting you out and you feel better. Everything about her whole attitude changes. So I think it definitely has such a great positive effect. And I, I, hope, I hope to see more people outside moving and becoming more active, especially after what we've just been through. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, you know, the other thing, too, we have to keep in mind is that it doesn't happen overnight. Right. So if a goal is to be more active, I'm not expecting my athlete to go out and run five miles. Right. It's just but something. But a 15-minute anyway. walk, that's, that's doable right. for most of us. Or a five-minute stretch break from your desk when you're working from home or doing mm-hmm. your remote learning. So it's just identifying goals and then setting yourself up for success by taking small steps that are consistent toward reaching those goals. Right. And again, that's, that takes us back to our concept of in, engaging the ecosystem surrounding the athlete. You know, I can tell my kids what to do. You can tell your kids what to do. But if they're seeing you do it for yourself, if they're seeing you take time for self-care so that you're not pouring from an empty cup all the time, and you and I both know as parents, it's, it's easy to get, you know, to get <laughs> distracted by everything that everyone else needs, but taking right. a step back and saying, okay, I need some time for myself so that I can feel healthy, I can sleep better. Um, modeling that for our, our kids is so important, and especially for someone who's neurodivergent. They, they need those things just as much, even if, if not more so, but they also need a little prompt. They also need a little more of a network of support saying, hey, you know, we're with you. We're going to help you stay on track toward reaching your goals. You run road races and triathlons all the time, and I love running. I do it casually, and I would love to someday be able to do, you know, the Boston Marathon, but that's, you know, it's 26.2 miles. It's a long way. What motivates you when you're running or if you're competing in a triathlon race? Do you have some kind of a mental trick that helps you get through it with happy thoughts? I mean, what what motivates you when you're running or you're moving? So I, I'm, I've been everywhere on the spectrum in terms of my health. I have been 
probably borderline obese, and I've been very thin. I've been everywhere in between. Um, I'm also a cancer survivor, and I also have an autoimmune disease. So my health is, has become very important to me, um, even more so after these, these diagnoses. But I have a great appreciation for the fact that this is the only body that I have. Right. And, wow. you know, it's just identifying small steps <laughs> right. toward bigger goals. And, you know, training for an Ironman triathlon takes years, if not more, to get yourself to that point. And it's a little bit every day. It's a little bit of an increase in training volume. It's, you know, saying maybe maybe passing up that second glass of wine or whatever um, so that I'm able to feel better and to train. But then in the race, in the moment, it's just putting the training to the test. If you wow. do the work, if you put in the training, you can accomplish amazing things. Oh, my God. That's no, no excuses for anybody any, else. Wow. That's an unbelievable. Absolutely not. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. But it really is. It's just consistent training, identifying goals, being brave enough to push through the hard stuff and to keep going. And I won't say that I'm perfect. I definitely have had times where I've been super fit. I've had times where I've completely fallen off the wagon and been like, all right, it's time for a change. But that's just part of our life cycle as an athlete. Wow. And, you know, you can take one small step today and another one tomorrow and another one next week. And if you keep going step over step, you're going to get somewhere. Consistency always wins. Wow. Well, we're almost out of time. I just have one more question for you. Um, Who's the one person in your life that is the one that inspires you maybe to do better, to be better, and to get up every day with such an incredible positive attitude? Because you are. You are. For everything that you've just explained to me that you've gone through, you are such a positive driving force. So who is the person that inspires you? I would say it's probably, well, not probably. It is my dad. I lost my dad about 15 years ago. Um, he had pancreatic cancer and he was just one of those people. He was an educator for his whole life. He believed in everyone. He had a smile that lit up the room. He would always give to everyone else before he would take something for himself. And it was always important to him that he made people feel good above everything else. He wanted people to feel good. He wanted them to be happy. And actually his, his name was happy. His nickname was happy. Everyone called him that throughout his, him that throughout his entire life. Um, but he was a great guy and he, he missed out on a lot. He passed away when he was 55. So he missed out on his grandchildren. He missed out on, you know, living his golden years with my mom, who was his sweetheart since elementary school. And so I, you know, I kind of think about that. He didn't, he's not here, but I can carry that light with me and share that with other people. Well, that's great. Well, your message is fantastic. What you're doing is fantastic. Um, I want to give the website out again. So it's inclusivefit.net. Is that correct? Is that the right website? That's correct. So Mm inclusivefit.net. We'll put a link up on our site as well on magic1067.com. So you can contact Kristen. You can contact Inclusive Fitness. And if you have somebody in your life that has, you know, a diagnosis of autism or any other challenge that you think they would need help with, this is the perfect place for them. Inclusive Fitness. It's wonderful. Kristen, it has been an honor talking with you today. I think there needs to be a gazillion more people like you out there in the world. Thank you for the work that you're doing because it does take a special person to work with and for the people that you are servicing. And as a mom of, of two children on the spectrum, I can't thank you enough for that. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. It was really great. I love getting the word out there and I believe in this program. I believe in what we're doing. Keep so it up. I'm looking forward to see how we grow together. Thank you. 
thank you to Kristen Abendroth for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk with celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in talking with your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Go to magic1067.com and email us if you know someone you'd like to recommend to be featured on the show. And you can follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We'd love to hear from you. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.